0: and thanks for joining us again at Once When I Was Cool, your weekly podcast about nostalgia, about things when two middle-aged men were young, the things we used to love, the things we still love, but the things that aren't so cool as they used to be. My name's Dave, I'm one of your hosts, uh, and joining me across from the magic of the internet, the man with the true vision, which is why his glasses are so thick, It's we. Hello.
1: Hello, Dave. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you,
0: Yeah, I duffed that actually. I had had it all lined up, and halfway through, I remembered that I had it, so I had to do it again. So sorry about that. It was a good one too, but anyway,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Next episode, Um, it'll be better.
0: It will be better next episode. I'll try it again next episode. You won't be a surprise, but we'll give it a go anyway because we're about nostalgia and everything. Everything old comes new again.
1: That's the circle of life. Uh, big shout-out to producer Simon once again, who's getting us out there to your earballs uh, by the magic of the interweb.
0: G'day, Simon. So How are you, mate?
1: He's 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 looking young and svelte as always, not Isn't like he? us too. Yeah, not like us too. Old has-beens <laughs> no, or never exactly was. Right, I
0: man. don't know. Yeah. Could <laughs> probably have been but probably weren't.
1: That's right. So I've had a bit of a, a, bit of a think about what we're going to um, – Talk about this week. And, okay. Um, so, Dave, once uh, when I was cool, mm-hmm. we used to have cubby houses and forts.
0: Cubby houses and forts, yeah. They were the things that we used to have when I was a kid. Um, I know that we sort of discussed this before we started and we had a bit of a disagreement about what was a cubby house and what was a fort. So tell me, Lee, what's your idea of a cubby house?
1: Oh, my idea of a cubby house is anything that uh, can be man-made. So f- for me, when I was a kid, we used to use anything that was around the place, anything from iron, corrugated iron, steel, Besser blocks, or the big blocks instead of using bricks for those over overseas. So they're like the cement blocks big, for render, building houses. Render,
0: yeah, concrete blocks, Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, anything and everything you get your hands on to and I'll describe a couple of them that we had a bit a bit later when we get into it.
0: Mm. So then what's it what was a fort?
1: So uh, a fort to me was somewhere where again it was similar Um, I used to I probably thought more of a fort was an indoor thing but to me uh, you know
0: See, I, I always considered that a cubby house was something you made inside, usually made with chairs and blankets and tables and things. And I didn't have brothers, so I didn't uh, get into the violent side of, it, of the aspect that you did. Whereas a fort was something that you had outside where you used to play with your mates or whoever, and it used to be like more of a game, like an army game or a, a, you know, cowboys and Indians or cops and robbers or whichever one you want to use. Uh, that was more a fort because you had to try and protect it. Whereas a cubby house was like a, a secret clubhouse type thing where you might have. Um, you know, the gathering. Secret handshake. Well yeah, secret handshake, <laughs> secret things. No girls allowed. That was one of the ones we always used to have. Yeah, it
1: still is no girls allowed. Um <laughs> look, no, I no girls to...
0: no girls want to come in, I think is more of it now. <laughs>
1: that, yeah, that's true. True that. Um look, looking looking back and, and having a think about it, look, we've ha I with my brothers and with mates had all different sort of things. You know, we used to do the indoor sort of fort um Forty things, and you know, used to do the blankets over the beds, and you know, get the pillows and put a couple of chairs together. And can I tell you, uh, only as recent as probably four to five weeks ago, I had a fort that was made for me in my office at work.
0: <laughs> it, it was, it was an actual fort. They they built a fort for you. You're the yes. people. You're, so you're you're sort of one of those middle manager type jobs in healthcare, and the people that work for you built a fort in your office is that what you're saying?
1: That's what I'm saying we had to move from one department to another department so I had uh, moving boxes and I made them all up and sort of stuck them in front of my desk because I told them I was not only building my emotional walls but my physical walls
0: (laughs) until the removalists come and tore them down (laughs)
1: Yeah, and the beauty is because I'm such a huge uh, human being, no one could actually see if I was in the room or not. I'd have people walking in. They couldn't see me behind the boxes, so they'd just walk out. It was great. But um, one of the (laughs) – my admin officer came out and I could hear her whispering something to a couple of the other staff members and I'm going, what are you up to? And I walked into my office and there was this awesome fort that they'd made me. So they they called it – sport and uh, after being a bit of a fan of you mean
0: you mean Wee's fought
1: yeah something along those lines
0: i don't know yeah we'll have to probably yeah
1: we can edit that beep out out. yep so um
0: our real names here on the once when i was cool podcast they're all pseudonyms
1: that's right that's right so we'll just beep that out um so I've uh, being a fan of Archer, I promptly changed it to Fort Kickass, and then took photos. And I think I sent a photo straight down to you.
0: <laughs> you did, and I was I was very impressed. But what I was most impressed was it was not only the fact that you called it Fort Kickass after Archer, which is a great reference that we both love. And if you if you're a fan of animated comedy, uh, Archer is is outstanding show. But and it goes to show you the level of the. Um, Maturity. maturity. and and uh, our, our sense of humour. Um, but not only that you had that there and you called it for kick ass, but also that in the corner of there, there was, the, I saw on your um, shelves behind you was the little once when I was cool tin mugs that we got made. I saw that you still had that at work.
1: Yep, that takes brighter place at work. I got a couple of stickers and I randomly put them on some computers around work every now and then.
0: pays to um, advertise. Plus I've got all...
1: Yeah, and plus all my, I've got oh I've got a Darth Vader mug. I've got a, I've got a um, tea set that's uh, the Death Star that someone got me. Not that it's really manly to drink out of that, but I've got a few other. I've got space invader cups. I've got robot cups, and mugs. Uh, there that sit around my office and all of the uh, workstations on wheels. Yeah, Sorry, awesome. mate, you anyway, just, we, you
0: just lagged out a little bit there. You are saying that the workstations on wheels were named after what?
1: Uh, Star Wars um, characters, every single one of them. All and right. And I've got – so, um, and, you know, I, there's even spread of, uh, you know, the dark side and, and uh, the good side and um, I've got two special machines that do – certain things, and I've actually named them uh, in the actual system as uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO.
0: There you go. Okay, so we've, anyway, we've looked at that a little to bit. Cubbies. Of, yeah, back to cubbies and forts. So you had, your yeah. fort, you had your fort made up, so you're still a fan of the old fort. Did you have to use it to wage any battles on any of the people coming in, or was it just a defensive fort?
1: No, it was a great fort. It was more of a stealth fort because no one could see me in there. They'd have to come right in and around it to see if I was there. And if I was quiet enough... They didn't know I was there. It was great. People come in and go, he's not here, and then just walk out.
0: So, good. So back to when, um, <laughs> so back to, to making cubbies and forts. I remember I guess that my view of uh, cubbies is skewed more recently because I've got a daughter and when she was younger, um, we used to make cubbies inside. We used to make them out of the table and the chairs and the and the sofas and all those sorts of Things and we'd get as many blankets as we could, and we'd have to go in there and have tea parties. And, like you said, you've got a tea set at yours, so I take it in your fort, you have tea parties as well. But we, um, that's where we used to have the sort of more genteel type of forts. We didn't have the, the forts that were for carnage or battles or anything like that because we didn't used to. But did you used to make indoor cubbies very often?
1: No, it was more outside. I think um, my dad wasn 't very tolerant of um, us moving all the furniture around to be playing silly buggers in the house, I suppose so
0: he wasn 't up for indoor shenanigans
1: like no no indoor shenanigans. We had a lot of shenanigans outside. look, we made some pretty good, awesome um, um, cubbies and forts and they're probably more cubbies because I think more when I think of forts it's the ones that are up on stilts and cubbies but mine were I had underground ones and everything because I, I can tell you a story where um, and it hmm. does involve uh, my younger brother again and <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah your younger brother just who, who just head. who despite all your stories of every all the horrible things that were done to him has made it to adulthood <laughs>
1: Yeah, he uh, he is was a good crash test I mean, I do sort of think about that now and think I was a bit nasty. But anyway, someone had to do it and it wasn't going to be me. So we actually um, uh, went through and had to plough up a new field um, that had grass on it. So it was all these big plods of dirt and grass. So we actually decided be, it was going to be about a week before they had to keep going through and retill it again. So we actually made one like an underground bunker out there. So we used a couple of sticks and put these massive plods of dirt on there and you had to actually crawl down into it. You had to move one aside to get down into it. But I was a bit scared of it so I'd send oh. him send him down into it and we'd get up on and jump on top of it just to see if it was steady and if not much dirt was falling in. And when he came back out, it was okay. But he wasn't allowed to jump on it while I was in
0: there. <laughs> so with so what that was a cubby, was it? That was underground.
1: Uh, I, yeah. I sort of call. It, I don't know what I'd call it. It was more like a. Um, it was more like a rat hole, really, <laughs> a bunker.
0: Right. Okay. You were reliving those sorts of those sorts of games. So. Tell me well, when we you did defend it,
1: we did have traps around it. We did defend it. Um, when I talk about traps, I'm talking about putting, make digging holes. And I'm surprised no one busted their leg because we moved some of the, the plods around and actually put little sticks over it with just enough weight that you know you could see it bowing. And if anyone would have stood on that plot of um grass and dirt, they would have just fallen into it. It was great.
0: I remember when. We were about 13, 14, riding our bikes all around the town. There was an old golf course, so there was the old golf course, which was just an overgrown sort of pine forest now. And then there was the new golf course. And because um, we were by the coast, everything was pretty sandy. And a couple of the local uh, toughs or the local heavy youths um, who were a few years older than us, they built this one where they dug it out and made it like trenches with straight walls and it had all these different things and then completely covered it over with old doors and boards and things like that and then covered the sand back over again so that you would never have known it was there. But I tell you what, and somebody found it and so everyone was going to have a look one day and we were all petrified that these kids were going to turn back up again because we thought they would, would have just killed us and buried us there if they had caught it. But the ingenuity that went into this, it um, was like a little maze underneath that had all these little rooms and all these things outside because they were digging in sand that was fairly easy to dig in. But obviously, if the sand had got a bit too loose, it would have all caved in and taken them to, the, taken them to their deaths anyway, so... Um, but did you, any of your cubbies or forts ever have rooms in them?
1: Oh, look, you know, you do a little anti-room, that's about it. It was more like a cave. There was another one we made out of Besser blocks, which went sort of then under our house and under our that's stairs. The,
0: that's the concrete blocks again?
1: The concrete blocks, yeah. So, um yeah. Look, no, because they were more just a single room that you'd sort of just go in and hang out in, and they weren't really roomy either, because it was more, I suppose, for hiding in. It was more that, yeah, it was more. So, never, what were
0: you? Had rooms. What were you hiding from?
1: from each other, um, and when we, when I say that, we used to, um, we used to actually make peg guns.
0: So I was just about to ask you about that, about weaponry and what sort of things you used to have, yeah? So explain what a peg gun is.
1: So a peg gun is you get a um, – back then it was a couple of plastic pegs and they as used in, to have – As in, cl- in clothes pegs. pegs, yep. clothes pegs and they had a metal spring in them. Mm. And what you used to do is you'd take one apart and use the metal spring – as the actual propellant and you put rubber bands on them with the nail down the end of a piece of wood and then another peg up the top mm-hmm. that you could actually, then you press the peg down and it'd shoot it. So I, I used to uh, make them and so to my brother, younger brother used to make them and we used to shoot them at each other. I actually made one and it was a phenomenal one. It used to actually put little dints in the corrugated iron. Oh, but what, yeah, so I actually, actually back in my um, naughtier days, I went up to the um, motorway that was in the freeway that uh, was going past, um, not, oh, you know, within a couple of kilometres of us and would hide under the bridge and as the trucks come past, shoot the shoot the uh, trailers and it would make these horrible noises um, and until, you know, one trucker would see it because there was another one behind them and get on the two-way and then the cops would come around. But You'd hide under the bridge like a troll. Um,
0: the other thing that I used to do with the my way mates, of your, the way of your people,
1: the way of people. The other thing I used to do with a couple of my mates, and now I, and I look back and I think, yeah, pretty silly. Um, we used to have air rifles. So air rifles, there was no the projectile, and it was a little piece of um, lead,
0: a little slug,
1: little slug. But what we worked out is the laying pellets for chickens was the same size, so you could actually put them in. So we used to get to a point where (laughs) we'd crack the um, air rifles, put the laying pellets in, and it was on for all. The rules were you couldn't shoot above the head, above the shoulders. You know, no head shots.
0: Because juveniles are such good shots when they're running around scared of each other of getting shot with chicken food.
1: Yeah. It used to give you a little kick. It was really, (laughs) it give you a sting. And I don't, and, you know, we did occasionally throw... Act the actual slugs in and uh it'd be you know you had to count to five you had five to get away before they were allowed to shoot at you um so i'm surprised all my eyes are intact and I remember the gun laws have change changed now in Australia, mm. so none of that shenanigans go
0: on. I remember when we used to make peg guns. We used to use it with a wooden ruler, um, and the wooden ruler was, you know, a thirty or forty. If you were really flash, if you had a forty centimeter oh, one, yeah. um, but the thirty centimeter, the twelve inch ones were the were the normal. Um, and we used to use them, and then you would get a peg because the pegs back then, the clothes pegs were all um, wooden, so you would just glue the peg to the to the flat side of the ruler, not the not the um, not the top side that was a bit more curved, and then we would just hang it off the end. Um, so stretch the, the um, rubber band out, and you try and get the thickest rubber bands you could get that would stretch out to about thirty centimeters. And then with a the little metal bit, it would fit in the teeth, and you would um, then you would just lift the peg and off it would go. But occasionally, if you got it wrong, you didn't have it on quite well enough onto the middle of the ruler and so to fling back and as you, if you didn't let it go, it'd, it'd hit you in the hand or do something like that and it, and it hurt a lot, um, especially as these sorts of things used to come around in winter and winter was the time when your hands were cold and so anything slapping your hands always hurt. Uh, yeah,
1: it, it does. And I have to say that um, I think over the years looking at um, the childish games that I played back in my youth, and the probably the danger I've put um, probably a lot of my um, vital organs such as my eyes and that um, you and I have uh, I, I seem to remember having some slingshots as well that uh, we used to uh, <laughs> we used to use a bit never fired them at each other though
0: I know oh, they were. Ball. They were dangerous and I think they're possibly illegal as well. I don't know how we ever ended up with them. But I remember they used to come with um, little bits of, um, like little steel ball bearings, and when you ran out of them, you'd start using marbles. And so we had a real um, resurgence in glass marbles because they seemed to fly a bit more truer and a bit bigger and a bit easier to aim. But same thing again. Yeah, and you...
1: Sorry, mate, you leg up. Your...
0: Yeah, the same thing again is when you... Um, if you missed it with one of them, because we only ever used to take him camping, and when we went camping, um, it was always cold. So if you missed with one of them, and you, you know, you the rubber straps or something wasn't on straight, or wasn't quite pushed in enough, or your aim wasn't true, or was a bit uneven, you'd either hit your hand with the um, the slap of the rubber as it went through, or occasionally the rubber the rubber um, you know, the it rubber stretch off. the strap would come off and hit you in the head. That was never fun. Yeah.
1: No, it was never fun when you went to the um, the toilet block that was there as well, usually made of iron because you took that into your own hands because you'd have a barrage, you'd go to the, go to the toilet and there'd be a barrage of rocks, ball
0: bearings. Like, like the worst hailstorm you'd ever been in, you'd be, you'd be sitting on the horrible pit toilet and all of a sudden it'd come low, because everybody had them and everyone knew you were going there. So there was no privacy yeah. on those trips. No, none at all. And but they were, but they weren't as we were children either. They were when we were grown adults in our mid to late thirties and early forties.
1: That seems only like last year.
0: <laughs> well, oh, a few more years, but yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, we years. we were grown men when we were doing that. We weren't. Um, it that That's wasn't a kid thing. Them.
1: No, no. But aside from the one that you discovered, did you ever come across any cubby houses, any other cubby houses or forts that you thought? Yeah, that's just audio. I'm not going near that.
0: Most of them, most of them because they were all hidden and it was usually teenage boys that were up to no good um, who would go and hide in there for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, most of them. I remember there was one out the back of where my parents lived. I guess you could call it a sort of bushland, swamp type thing. It's fairly densely covered and it was always, back in those days, it was always damp underfoot. It was always wet. So there was always a heap of mosquitoes and a heap of bats and everything. It was pretty horrible. But there was one place you could go through that had was like a shed in the middle of it. These kids had taken pieces of corrugated iron and built a shed and a roof and had actually covered it all in well. And it was it was something out of a nightmare just going around there because it was um, it was well, well and truly set up. And there was another one, a couple of the loose kids up the road, um, they'd built a tree house. Um which was pretty good, you had to climb a ladder, and it was about ten twelve foot off the ground, and it was pretty rough as well, and they had slingshots and if they saw you come and look out because um they were they feared no consequence of hurting somebody they were it was on,
1: yeah, that's um. <laughs> that was always the same where I was from too. You'd come across them and you'd think, Yeah, I don't I want to have a look in there, but I'm not going to because you just didn't know if you were going to get a machete to the head.
0: And you don't know whether they'll booby trapped as well, because there were always those weirdos that used to dig traps and dig, you know, dig things around that were they thought they were living the jungle life of Rambo that they were trying to stop you from getting in.
1: Yeah, well, that's fair enough. I used to sort of do that a little myself.
0: Of course um, you did.
1: Yes. <laughs> However, However, the one thing we haven't talked about is um, tree houses. Did you ever make a tree house?
0: No there were never really big trees. we always lived in suburban blocks so there were never trees big enough for there um, for there for a, a, a tree house. There was like I said there was that sort of swampy land down the back but there was there were all those really reedy um, pencil straight trees that didn't have branches out or anything like that so I never really managed to do that. What about you?
1: A couple of mates had tree houses that you know they'd um, take some big, big uh, bits of four by two up and made a bit of a a bottom and and um, you know then made a bit of a roof on top of it and things like that. But um, I was always scared of heights, so I hated going up those things.
0: But have you ever seen? um, (laughs) Have you ever seen that TV show where they get all these people in to build them these big? um, Yeah, they're
1: amazing. Treehouse masters and things like that—they're awesome.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they are. They are awesome. But you know, isn't the whole point of having a treehouse? It's something fun that you build yourself, and it's a, you know, it's a bit of a, an adventure and a bit of a getaway and a bit of an achievement to build it.
1: Not, not at those scales.
0: No, well, no, mm-hmm. not at those. And they're and expensive. The wood they get in—they're amazing. They're amazing constructions. Don't get me wrong, but it sort of robs from the. Um, uh, it robs from the vibe, I guess. <laughs> what you're looking for in a treehouse.
1: I suppose they're a bit like us, a bit nostalgia, want to live that, you have that reminiscent youthful life. Um, I think that would be the ultimate, to live in a treehouse or a cave. I mean, I don't know which one would be better, like the bat cave. That would be awesome.
0: I don't but know. But I that. did have no.
1: – I was going to say I did have a – well, let's call it a fort, you know, the, the treehouse. So it was um, not a treehouse. It was – like a cubby house, uh, put together one and underneath it for my kids and it had a sand pit underneath it and it had a little um, veranda and and then you go into it, had a couple of little windows um, and I thought it would be pretty awesome um, to keep on there because when we got to the house, there was a ram's head or ram's skull with the big, um, (laughs) two big horns.
0: As a warning to other rams. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that was sitting above the entry into it. So the kids didn't really like it but I thought it was awesome so I kept it up there.
0: Yeah, well, just remember, mate, the devil drinks in places you and I have never been so just be careful with that one. (laughs) I remember we... I remember we bought because um, Delilah, when she was a baby, well, not a baby, when she's probably three or four, we decided we had an area at the back of our, our suburban block when we lived in Brisbane. So we bought her a little uh, flat pack makeshift thing that um, wasn't as straightforward. It was a great little cubby house, but it really wasn't as straightforward as... Um, as what they had advertised as, and so it took a little bit of jigging around. Luckily, my father-in-law was there, and he managed to put it all together. Because you know how hopeless. Don't shake your head at me in disgust. I know, but um, the thing the is,
1: is you're
0: not a real man. Are you? No, no, no. I, I've never pretended to be. I understand that. I, I know that completely. We've both known that for a long time, and I'm sure any of our listeners that have been listening to us for more than two or two or three episodes will understand that fully. But. The, the thing about this cubby house that we bought her was, it was almost like a little cabin type thing and it, um, it, it was interesting. She enjoyed it for probably two or three months and then after that never played in again, so I used it as a tool shed. So it was really quite useful for me to be able to do it, but it was an expensive way of going around it. So multiple yeah, and, uses for cubbies.
1: Yeah, and look, I don't think um, these days you can go to the local... Bunnings, which is a big hardware chain here in Australia, mm-hmm. and you go out and you can actually buy whatever kind of cubby. You can get one on the ground, you get one that's raised. Mm-hmm. There's places that totally just do them for kids and things like that, different shops. Yeah, sure, So it really kids. takes – yeah, but it does take the art of, of what we did when we were kids, you know, getting old bits of corrugated. How many bits of corrugated iron – and and um, lots tetanus. of tetanus. Do you tetanus? Do you think we either or polio, for that matter, that we either um, slowly uh, missed or or didn't miss? You know, we used to use old rusty nails and rusty bits of corrugated iron, and then you know, if you had to cut it and you didn't want anyone to know, you'd take an axe or a tomahawk and cut the <laughs> cut the bit of corrugated iron on the. You know, yeah, no
0: gloves, no no eye protection, and the number of scratches and gouges and things you used to take out of yourself was something quite, quite impressive. Really,
1: I don't think OHS existed back in the day when we were kids. No, but thankfully, because you know, I, I would have been in big trouble if there was (laughs) OHS back in the day. Yeah. so many things that I haven't even told you guys
0: yet all right well that's something to look forward to because your stories are, uh, are quite intriguing really a lot of the time so what are your thoughts uh, to you dear listener if you've got any thoughts out there what is your experience with uh, cubby houses or thoughts What's you do you understand a difference do you see that there is a difference is one indoor is one outdoor uh, let us know send us an email at once was cool podcast at gmail.com or you can check us out and send feedback through our website once was coolcom which is also the place you can get all our past episodes uh you can also pick up any of our old episodes and subscribe to us on uh any of your usual uh podcasting platforms so hit us up send us a like send, give us a follow subscribe do all those sorts of things and tell a friend um we anything else you'd like to add
1: look if i had a tree that was big enough i'd make a tree house or a fort outside i'd have no qualms in doing that today as an adult man because they were so much Fun when I was a kid, and actually making it out of some old materials that'd be just awesome.
0: Oh, well, mate, I got plenty of space down here. So, next time you come down, once we're allowed to travel again and once we're allowed to visit, you can come down, you can make your very own one, and you can stay in it. Then we can see how warm you can make it
1: oh yeah thanks mate <laughs> appreciate
0: that <laughs> i'll uh, i'll make sure i tell uh, tammy lee that you don't need a bed anymore that you're happy to make a, a bivouac in a and a little uh, makeshift humpy outside so that you can sit and look at the sunset
1: because they're different every day
0: they sure are that's tasmania for you mate on that note we thanks very much simon thank you remember to uh yeah no worries thanks. Thanks for, thanks for listening in. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for telling your friend. Um, we will catch you at the next episode. And until then, look after yourself. Bye-bye. Bye.